All right. If you're not if you're not sure tonight, I'm 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 fired up. Not because of any other reason than I've been in the Word of God all afternoon, but I get I get you know I, I get a little bit mad. Oh, it did it die? No. Okay. Well, let's get your plug in there. Hang on, guys. Thank you, Lord. We don't want to lose those that are watching online. We'll have four, five, six hundred, sometimes a thousand, some odd views after, after, afterwards on that Facebook deal. So it's worth doing. Uh, goes all over uh, the country and around the world, different places. It's amazing what God can do with simple country cowboy church. Uh, but uh, but I'm I'm a little bit I, I get I get irritated sometimes at what the devil does to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Y'all are aware of that scripture, John 10, 10. It says, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I, but I, Jesus said, have come to give you life and life more abundant. Well, listen, uh, it didn't say we were never going to have trouble. It didn't say that we were never going to have a problem. But he said that in the midst of that, that we can put our faith and our trust in God. And God would do for us or provide for us what was lost through the fall of Adam. That life that, that, that comes, that Zoe kind of life. I mean, I, I, get, I get just a little bit uh, uh, fiery about those things because I get tired of the devil stealing from us. And, and this whole deal with the COVID and being shut down and fear and confusion. And, you know, I heard somebody say, well, just do your own research. Well, what in the world are you supposed to research? I mean, if you trust CNN, good luck. If you trust Fox News, good luck. If you trust the Internet, dear Lord Jesus, help us. Oh, Facebook's got the answer. Oh, yeah, there it is. No. There is no source. You talk to one doctor and they say one thing. You know, you listen to the supposed number one expert, oh Lord Jesus. And then you listen to some guy over here out in Texas. And, and then you listen to some old guy up. I mean, we don't know what to hear except one thing. And there's one thing I know is this word right here. And that's what I'm standing on. And I've been preaching every morning doing a Bible study on our High Call Ministry Facebook. Every morning. And for the last week or so, we've been talking about healing. You know, I was fortunate enough to, to be associate pastor in a large church over in Arkansas for four years where every Sunday night service was focused on teaching on healing. You say, well, why would you need to teach on healing every Sunday night? Because we had people that the doctors couldn't fix. And I'll tell you, everybody that came in there didn't get healed, and we didn't have big, long healing lines necessarily, but we taught challenging people to believe God for what their covenant promises are. Now listen, I don't profess to understand how and why things happen the way they do in all, all cases. I know people that are standing on the Word of God. I know people that are praying for healing. And I know things that have taken a long time. That's one of the reasons I'm going to teach tonight on faith and patience. Because there's something I've learned over my years of, of serving God. Ever since I knelt down in that alfalfa field 30 years ago and said or 31 or 2 years ago, I said, God, I'll, I'll go anywhere you want me to go, do anything you want me to do. I'm going to follow you, and I'm, I'm following you, and I'm working for you, and I'm pleasing you, whether anybody else likes it or not. Thank God, at least my wife has liked it all these years. She supported me. But you know, uh, in, uh, I want you to turn, if you got your Bibles, let's turn to uh, James chapter 1. And we read this a little bit, we read part of this last week, but I, I saw some things, and I'm telling you what, I, I saw some things, you know how I am, I, God just starts to, to re reveal things, and if you hadn't figured it out yet, 
This Bible is a living document. It's alive. I had a guy, uh, I was talking to a guy Sunday. He, he had had a tough week. He was struggling, and he, he talked to me Sunday evening. And he said, man, he came to my church on Sunday morning. And he, said, he said, man, I want to tell you what. James is in here somewhere. I know it is. There it is. Uh, he said, man, he goes, I've had a week. And, and he said, I was just, I didn't even want to come to church. But he said, my wife kind of gigged me a little bit, you know, said, yeah, that's where you need to be. Let's go. And he came to church and, and he said, the word you spoke was exactly what I needed for that day. And I said, well, isn't that good how God is to us? Uh, he, he, but he, he used the reference. He said, you remember that time you preached on the, the Jesus, or Peter and the, and the disciples in the boat? Jesus walking on water. And he said, he sent them out and they got halfway and all of a sudden the storm blew up. And they were afraid, and Jesus came, and, and then Peter steps out of the boat, and he was, you know the story, and, and Peter started walking on the water, and then he watched the wind and the waves, and he sank, and Jesus reached out and picked him up, and they back, went back to the boat, and then Jesus calmed the storm. and You know the story. I've, I've taught that several times, and you've probably read it a lot of times. But he goes, I don't know where I'm at in that. He said, I don't know if I'm back here over here getting ready to get in the boat. He said, I don't know if I'm in the storm. He said, I don't know if I've already he's calmed it. I don't know if I'm out on the water. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know where I'm at. And I said, well, you know what? I don't think that's a one-time adventure. That's a, a lot of times adventure. There, there's, when, we, when we're walking with God and trusting Him and just this life we live, there's, there, is, there is times where we didn't plan on it, but we in a storm. Anybody else ever... Been there before? You, you, ever, you ever, if you're doing anything with, with I, I guess anything, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a really safe thing that you could do. But agriculture, that's why I, I just laugh, this COVID thing. I mean, I, this is just another day in the, uh, you know, another week or another year. This is just another whoop like this because we, we experience that. It's drought. It's too much rain. It's, it's not enough. It's, it's bad winters. It's, it's, I mean, it's heat, it's, it's, there's bugs, there's all these things. There's, well, and then we ain't even got to the markets. See, and, and all those things outside of our control. Well, see, your, your, your life's that. I guarantee you raising four kids. I remember, you know, when one more came, it was like, oh, God, how do I do this? And then we did. And then one more came, and we went, oh, we did that. When, 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 I'm, when I'm at the end of me, that's when God shows up. But see, in the midst of each one of those storms, see, in the midst of each one of those challenges, when we're pursuing God, He leads us. And, and He guides us and He provides for us. Now let's look at uh, James chapter 1. Let's get into some scripture here. Verse 2, he says, Consider it pure joy. Man, pure joy. I like that. I mean, I can do that. Pure joy. That's fun. I can do that. Oh, then he said, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials. Oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to have joy when I face trials? What are you, what are you talking about, James? I see why they didn't want to put you in the Bible. You know, this was one of the last ones they put in, and they, they kind of didn't like it because he was so straightforward. He says, have count it pure joy because, and here's a reason for it, you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. A lot of the translations, older translations, or King James, says patience. Patience, perseverance, uh, uh, endurance are all different words that mean the same thing. The ability, in fact, a lot of places it ties two words together. It says uh, uh, a patient endurance. And, and so the ability to stand. He says, count it all joy when you fall into trials because the testing of your faith produces something. 
And it's something that I've heard, I've heard, oh man, these, these church ladies, who would say, oh, don't pray for, don't pray for patience. God will give you all kinds of trials. I know some of y'all probably said that. You probably heard it. Well, why would we not want what God says good? Even if it means trials. See, because here's what I love. If God commands us to do something, or he, there's something that is for our benefit, He doesn't leave us alone on our own strength to get it done. He'll empower us to do it. And in the process of empowering us to do it, He builds us and prepares us for the next thing. You know, why do we, most of the time, I mean, you know, once in a while you, people have twins. I remember, like I think it was our third kid, uh, the, the ultrasound person was, or maybe it was our fourth, I think it was our fourth one. And, this ultrasound person was messing with us, and they said, oh, I think there's two heartbeats. And I, after I picked me up off the floor, she said, I'm just joking. Well, you know, that idea, uh, 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 or we were joking about it, I don't know. There, there was enough, uh, that bloodline could have, it could have happened. And I thought, wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to go from three to five? Anybody's got four or five, you know, over that. Boy, once you get past that, once you tip over that three, it's, it's bigger cars, bigger houses. You can't go out to eat because it's not because your kids aren't good. It's just you can't afford it. I mean, it's like, wow. It's, it's, no, you can, but you just got to figure it out. It's crazy. But see, with every, every one, we learned how to adjust. And in the next one, we learned how to adjust. And in the next one, we learned how to adjust. We'll see it's the same way in, in everything in life if we'll allow God's process to work out. And that's what the value of patience is, is it teaches us or allows us to grow through that process. I, I told you this last week, but trouble did, did two things. The trouble or the challenge or the trial that he's talking about is one of the things it does for us is it helps us understand where our faith level is. See, uh, I, I, I wrote this on the way over here. God gave me this statement. The reason we count it all joy is because... The, when the devil sends trials to defeat us, God uses to complete us. That's worthy of writing down right there. I, I don't know if I, I I never heard anybody else say that. I might have, but I mean that's just that's just a good saying right there. See, when the devil comes to sends a trial to defeat us, he said right here, it'll God'll turn it to our good. He'll cause it to complete us because he said when when perseverance. He said, let, verse 4, let perseverance or, or patience finish its work. I'm reading the NIV. He says, let it finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, God's wanting to complete us in the midst of those trials and those challenges. See, the devil comes to defeat us with a trial. He tries to bring something that overwhelms us. That's, that's one of the, the tactics that the devil's used against us. First of all, he comes in to divide this nation. He pits Democrats against Republicans and, and, and men against women. Well, women against men, okay? No, I'm just messing with you. But the sexes, he tries to separate them. He tries to now separate race. He's try, and, and you know what? Nine-tenths of all of us got way more in common or at least we value the difference. I mean, I thank God there's difference between men and women. I thank God that there's differences between race. There's some things that are of value in the differences within all of us. There, there's, there is, but the devil will come to divide. Why? Because if he can divide, he can conquer. But then he brings fear in the midst of this pandemic... And he, and he causes Saul to run around in fear. Now, I'm not saying there's not a 
a virus out there. But you know what? We gotta we gotta take and trust God in the midst of everything. Because you get in your car, you better be trusting God to go somewhere, unless you're just sitting there. But if you start that car and go taking off, you you gotta think about it. do y'all think about it when you get up here, you, you guys right here? When, when you when you get ready to pull out of here, yeah, because there was a car come from nowhere. She's you, you're praying, so fear wants to come in. You want to be consumed? Why? Because there was a bad experience there. But see that we we have we we can either choose to hold back and be afraid, or we go ahead and trust God. And and but in the midst of all these trials, so what's he using now? Confusion. That's another tactic of the devil. When well, you think about it, in your life, if he can divide you and your spouse. You and your kids, you and your co-workers, make you miserable. If he can cause fear of any kind, he can stop you from doing or, or, or stepping out to go somewhere or do something. He, if he causes you uh, uh, confusion, you don't know what, li what to listen to. You don't know what resources are. Man, I tell you what, that's, that's tactics of the devil. But in the midst of all that trial, when we learn and allow the trial, the, the, per uh, the perseverance, the... Uh, patience and and those things to begin to to work through us and they'll cause us to become mature complete lacking nothing why because what happens in the midst of a trial if you're a believer you're praying more if you're in the midst of of a, of a challenge an opposition you're seeking God more you're recognizing when God brings a way brings a solution shows up and what does that do? I guarantee you, it'll begin, and we'll look at another place in, in, a, in, in a little bit, but it, it causes you to see things uh, in a whole different light, and there's a value there. See, what the, devil's, what the devil sends to defeat us, God will use to complete us. That's Romans 8, 28. He'll turn all things to, for good, for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. I didn't say all things are good, but He'll, he'll use all things for our good, to, to create in us a knowing and an understanding and a faith that will be developed. Now notice the trial doesn't produce patience, or faith, but it produces patience. So let's look at uh, what it takes to, to receive. Look at Romans chapter 10. Now let's look at, at, at how we get faith. Romans chapter 10 is, gives us an idea of that or a statement of that. One example of that, of how faith comes. But we know what's the Bible say about preaching the gospel. When you preach the gospel, people hear. And when they hear, what happens? Faith comes for what they've heard and they receive. Now in, in uh, Romans 10, 17, he's talking about that gospel. He says uh, the word, verse 8 actually, he says, But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So if we hear the word, it's preached, and then we uh, believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, He says that we'll be saved. But notice he, in that verse 10, He says, For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, and with the mouth your confession or profession of, of your faith, you are saved, and you are saved. I'm having a hard time reading that, but that's what it says. <laughs> I'm reading it. Now jump down to verse 17. He says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. This is the NIV. Hearing the word is what the King James, New King James says. 
So hearing the word, hearing the message, same thing, that's interchangeable. And the message or the word is, is heard through the word of Christ, that message of Christ. So as we hear the word of Christ, we hear the word of God, faith comes. So hearing the word is how we receive faith. See, I, I love it whenever uh, uh, I, I, I'm sitting in, in where there's good preaching. When, when, I, when the word of God is being taught, not some you know, deal about some story, not some, you know, Reader's Digest story, but, but something that is from the Scripture, the Word of God. It has, it has a life and an opportunity to speak into us. And so, so we, we are hearing the Word. But you know what? Another, another way that our faith is built is when we in Bible study begin to read this Word and we go to God and we say, God, I need a Word for, for this situation, this problem. I, I need a word that fits where I'm at, what I'm dealing with, how things are. And then he begins to lead us to it. You, you, ever, you ever go to God like that and, and open the scripture and, and just all of a sudden you read something and it just, whoo, he brings you peace. That's God speaking. That's God speaking. You ever, you ever open your de devotion now, now, some of y'all, I, I know this is this is risky. This is this is kind of this kind of maybe a little rebel in you. But do you ever read your devotion out of order? Do you, you ever you ever just? I mean, it's 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 July whatever twenty first, and do you ever read like August seventeenth or something? Oh my! I know for some of you are laughing. Some of you are like, oh no, golly, no. We've got to do this in order, right? That's the kind of way my wife is. I've got to do this in order. Well, you know, here's the thing I do. As I'm praying, sometimes I just get this leading to go to a, a faith-filled devotion that I have. Sometimes that's the way God speaks. And, and I'm hearing that. that, that and he says, he'll, I'll just feel impressed maybe to go to, you know, the other day I went to July 25th. Woo, it was good. Then I went back and read. I think it was on the 17th or something. I don't know. But it was good. It spoke to me that day. Well, you know, God loves me enough to get me out of the daily routine to speak into my life exactly what I need that day. See, there's times I'm, I'm reading a scripture that I've read a hundred times. Maybe even del delve into it enough to preach it. I'm going to maybe get to one if I don't run out of time. Of, of the story of David and Goliath. I saw some stuff today that, I mean, just lit me up. I had to get up and pace the floor Was I was so fired up. Because God's speaking. That's what the Word of God does. See, and when, when God says it, faith comes. See, when, 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 I when I have somebody else tell me, you're a sinner. Remember last week I said, you're not saved. You ain't saved. What makes you think you're saved? See, and some of y'all were here. You, you're like, well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm, I'm not. Or what, you know, you're, you're see, the challenge to you is, what does God say about you being saved? That's what we have to ask. We should bow up and say, no, I am too. You can't talk me out of it. I always tell people, it's like, you know, you trying to tell me I don't have something that, that I know God's shown me. That's like me swimming in the pool and you telling me there's no water in there. Huh, good luck. We're just going to laugh at that. See, when God speaks something to us, when God promises us a word, when God gives us that and He speaks it, it's a, it's a living word. It's a rhema word. 
It's one that's speaking to us. And then faith comes. I mean, it's like we're confident then. Then we can pray knowing we have that answer. We pray with a boldness. We pray with a confidence. You know, if you hadn't noticed, I mean, I'm not afraid to pray for you in a bold way. You say, well, you're praying that they, that's somebody that has inoperable cancer gets healed. Yes. What if they die? They go to heaven. They're believers. Right, Tim? Glory to God. That's even better than living in this life. But we're believing God that it go well, that, God, that He live out His days, fulfillment of them. But we've got to have a willingness to, to, to see the Word of God and, 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 and see God in a great way. And, and I know some people, uh, they, they, they're, they're afraid to do that maybe. But listen, what have we... I, I've seen God... I've seen God shrink tumors. I've seen God bring circulation in dead feet that they were about to amputate. I've seen God make crooked things straight. I've seen God do those things. I wish I could do it every time. I wish every time I prayed that it happened. But I'm hanging in there for those times when it does. And I'm hanging in there for you. I'm still hanging in there. I don't care how many times we pray for Justin. I'm believing God to see that man walk in here straight up. Looks like you lost a little bit of weight lately. That's probably going to help. Right? It would. But you know what? Whatever it takes. See, we can get, get weary in well-doing. We can get weary in praying. We can, we can, we can back off because of... of but when, when we've developed a faith with patience and endurance and an unwillingness to refuse to give it up and a, and a boldness to, make, to hold on to what God said, we're not considering and we're not moved by and we're not limited to what we see out in front of us. We're going to trust God. See, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 1. Let's go there and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Translation. But Hebrews chapter 11. I, you know, I saw this today and I've taught this verse. I don't know. Uh, how many times I've referred to or taught this verse. But I saw the tie-in to patience in this different than I've seen it before. And I think it's important that we understand this. See, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we know this is, as the definition of faith. He says, faith is the confidence or the substance, depending on which translation. The, the ESV says assurance. So you've got substance, assurance, com, uh, confidence. Depending on which translation you say. Well, why don't all these translations say the same thing? Because Greek is hard to translate with, with English words. It, it, it'll have a, a broader meaning. I'm glad they're you because they're all, for one thing, they're all synonyms also. I get, or, uh, yeah, synonyms. Get my English right. He says, faith is the confidence or the substance or the assurance, using all those words, in what we hope for and the assurance. Here it, it, it uses and evidence or conviction, depending on what translation, of, uh, about what you do not see. So I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Translation. Talking about faith and patience, he says, Now faith is the assurance, and, and in parentheses, if you've ever read the Amplified Bible, it breaks it down and uses all these different words that it takes in order to, so it puts them all in there. He says, Faith is the assurance, the confirmation, and I love this, the title deed of things we hope for. Now, see, what I'm, I saw this afternoon is the, the patience is needed for the thing that we're hoping for that hasn't yet arrived, right? 
Because what I always say is there's that time period between the amen and the there it is that patience keeps us in faith, standing in that promise, holding on when nothing seems to work. See, it's easy to pray and we see the... I mean, I, I was up in... We, my wife was there. We were, we were praying for a, a man who came up... Or a woman, actually. She came up with a big old lump on her, on her abdomen. And it was that's that big. And, and all they got is a witch doctor. And that's pretty much it in that village. And this little old church that we went into. And she come up for prayer after I preached up there. And I preached up there with a translator for the first time. It was in the, the mountains up above Montanil, Mexico, about 20 years ago or so. And I laid hands on her, and it, just, it dissolved right under my hand. Now, she knew. It was absolutely nothing. I mean, so as God did that, see, that didn't take a... It took faith to pray for it. You know, I, I couldn't go up there and go, Oh, Lord Jesus, I hope this works. I had to be willing to say, God, if you are the healer, I'm going to trust you. And so my wife, of course, I don't lay hands necessarily on, you know, certain places on women. You kind of want another woman there to lay their hand. So she put her hand. I think I think's how we did that. I don't remember. I don't know. I may have been just, hey, we're out there. In the, it don't matter. I'm just, God's going to do something. And, and he dissolved that, healed that. Another man came up there. His legs were... He had no circulation in his legs because of diabetes, I, I believe is what it was. He was all stiff, could not move his legs. Felt like they were wooden. We prayed over him and his legs up free. I mean, he was able to, they were free. He was able to, I mean, he walked up there real, real stiff-legged. God just freed that. You say, well, why doesn't he do that every time you pray? Part of, I think, what happens up there in those places like that is they got no other option. They just got to believe. And they're, they haven't been told, oh, well, this doesn't work. Or they don't have experience of praying and, and, and having a prayer fail. Because see, see here's what happens sometimes is we, we, we build our faith off of experience rather than simply taking the Word of God. See, I challenge, I challenge people with their, with their salvation. There's times whenever we think we don't feel saved, but we take the Word of God. There's other times when, when, when there's something, the, the peace. God says He'll give us peace, but I can't get over this. God says we can give Him our worry. God says we can forgive. No, I can't. Well, God said you could. He said you had to. If He said you had to, then you can. You said, but I, don't, I, I can't. Yeah, you can. What's, a, what's uh, Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, you need God to speak that to you, I guess, so that we get the, the, the confidence to know that I can. In, in that instance, I just tell God, God, I don't want to, but I want to want to. I want to be obedient. They don't deserve it. I don't want to. I ain't going to play games, God. You know how I feel, but I want to change, and I want to be obedient to you so we can turn all that over. We've got we to gotta trust God. We've got to learn to be patient in the midst of when it doesn't happen immediately. Now, we, we go on here in the Amplified, and he says, It is the title deed of things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. And so, faith has the ability, gives us the ability to, to continue to believe Him to do things that we can't, that we don't yet sense with our senses. He said, faith giving us 
the, the reality of what is not yet sensed. It goes back to, and the ultimate walk is salvation. We, we, we got to believe in a God we can't see, that we don't hear in an audible voice like you're hearing mine. We, we got to believe in a book that's written 2,000 plus years ago. We, we got we to gotta believe that there's this God doing this. And, and, and he says that there's a, an ability to believe it as real fact, even when I can't sense it. There's times I just feel saved. I just feel really like I'm like, you know, and there's other times when, in the, especially in my early years of walking with the Lord, I didn't feel like I was saved. I, fe- I had bad thoughts. I had, you know, evil intentions. I had all these different things that caused me to not be who God wanted me to be. Now you say, okay, so where does this go with uh, other things in, in our lives and other ways that we receive? Well, first of one of the things that helps us, Bill and I were having this conversation before service uh, along this line. But uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6, I just want to read this. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I think part of the problem that people have sometimes is in the beginning, they, they're not real sure whether God's will. One of the things that I've been looking at uh, in my morning Bible study, and we'll close with this, I'm not going to... Yeah, I'm probably not going to get to... Mark, Mark, let's go to Mark chapter 1. Boy, I wanted to get to that deal on David. I, I don't know, I might try to get there, but I don't want to wear you all out. Mark, Mark chapter 1. I want you to see this. Uh, I was here this morning. In verse 40, a man with leprosy came to him. Now, understand, leprosy, and this is what I, I did in some study when I was dealing with this skin cancer. The Lord showed me from Psalms 91, when it says no plague, it refers to that plague being a, a, an example of a skin condition like leprosy. There's other places in the Bible where they lumped a lot of skin conditions and they called them, that was the kind of the, the, the word they used was what, what we've, uh, they've, they've uh, identified as, or they call leprosy or they translate as leprosy. So uh, I believe, I just equate that to God speaking to someone with a skin condition and God, and God heals it. Now in verse 40 he says, A man with leprosy came to him, begging him on his knees, if you're willing, you can make me clean. So he established Jesus' ability. He, all he needed was his willingness. All he needed was, is it your will? And I love this, verse 41, Jesus was indignant. Kind of, that word to me just means, like, like he was like, kind of like I am right now, kind of bold. Kind of, kind of unmoving. Kind of, kind of, he said, he reached out his hand and he touched the man. The man's a leper. I mean, they threw rocks at lepers to keep them at a distance. You know, social distancing? <laughs> this was serious. I mean, if somebody was with leprosy, they were commanded to stay outside the city. But if they came anywhere near, it was okay for them to pick up rocks and throw rocks at them to keep them away from them. Huh, that's social distancing. But he says, he touched him. And he said, I am willing and he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Notice, it left him and he was cleansed. Well, I tell you what, uh, when, when we begin to look at the Word of God and we ask ourselves, what is God's will? 
I think you should go to God, go, go to God and His Word and say, God, what, are, what, is, what is your Word for me? Uh, I, I'm, I think we need to trust that, that God is at work in all that we do. Let me, let me do give you this part of this sermon and I'll close. In Mark chapter 4, verses 13 through 20, it talks about the parable of the sower. It talks about the seed of the Word of God going into the soil of a man's heart and it producing. You know what's valuable to me? Is when I can take this Word of God and in the midst of all the confusion, all the worry, all the stress that this world brings, and, in, and when my body doesn't feel good, or my, my emotions are overwhelmed, or when I'm at a loss, I can go to this Word and I can find the seed I need to put in the soil of my heart to produce the answer that I need. And where this Word is concerned, in, in, uh, that it said, it, it gave those types of soil, and it said, but in the good soil of a, of a man's heart, It'll produce 40, uh, 60, uh, 100-fold. 40, 30, 60, and 100-fold. 36, and 100-fold. I, I wrote this down. Where does, it, where, does it, where does a plant come from? It comes from a seed. How does a plant hold its ground? By its roots. This is what the Lord showed me. Patience and patiently enduring is like the roots of a plant. It's the thing that holds them, holds that plant in the ground until the seed, the, the thing the seed set out to, to produce is produced. See, that seed begins. It doesn't immediately have a harvest. Or it doesn't immediately have that harvest available. It has to stand there. It has to hold its ground. It has to take up the moisture. Take up the. It has to grow. It has to develop. There's a process of time. Patience is like those roots. It holds us in place until the answer comes. See, our my question always is: Is what's God say? What's God say? I've learned when you go to those those foreign countries, you preach what the word says. When you're in the middle of a pandemic, you preach what the word says. When, you, when it's day is sunny, you preach what the Word says. When it's in the midst of a storm, you preach the Word. And you get that fed into our heart. But we need that maturity, that growth process, and the value of patience like a root that allows us to hold our ground until the answer comes. To hold our ground until that change comes. And so as we begin to uh, consider, and as, as, as uh, Rusty gets ready to come back, I just challenge you. What is it that, that God wants to speak to you? What is the seed that you need, the word that you need for your situation? If it's peace, if it's wisdom, if it's you know, help with your relationships, if it's hope for the future, if it's overcoming fear, if it's health, if it's healing, I guarantee you, when they, they, they call me and it's taken them three weeks to get me into the doctor and get the dumb thing cut out. And you know, I teach all the time, but I'm, I'm teaching me, feeding on the Word of God. I'm reading all these stories about healing. All these things to get the Word of God where healing's concerned. To allow that Word to speak to me. To allow that Word to affect me. See, I've got to do my part and allow that Word to take root to work.
So tonight, I just challenge you, ask yourself, I'm going I'm to close in prayer. And if you're watching or if you're here and you have a need, maybe your need is to make Jesus Lord of your life. We read the scripture. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Christ that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. What other thing? Do you need finances? Do you need help with, with children, wisdom, all those things? Let's go before the Lord in prayer for those things. Father, we just come before you tonight, and I thank you that you know every need in this place. Lord, this is a bold sermon. I hope it's encouraging. I hope it's challenging. I hope there's people that, that have to get to, into the Bible and have to re-listen to it so that they can, that, so that they can go over what was, what was said, so that they can, they can review it. But Father God, I pray that they would absolutely go to that we would all go to the Word of God for that faith that we need to stand to receive what, what you have for us. And that Lord God, when, when in the midst of praying, it looks difficult, it looks bleak, it doesn't look like it's changing, that you give us the patient endurance. You give us the ability to stand like a plant with its roots held on, held, holding its ground. To maintain until that seed of the word produces its harvest, produces its results. God, I thank you and I praise you that you give us the ability to do that. Lord, I pray for if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who, who needs a word from God, that Lord, you'll speak it into their lives. That you'll speak that, that, that word to meet that need. And Father, for anybody who's not made Jesus Lord of their life, I pray that you'd stir in them right now to call upon the name of the Lord that they'd be saved, and then they'd call me to let me know that decision that they've made. Father God, I pray your blessing upon these who have heard this word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.